0: Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com. That's Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW for Void we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm Frank Benali, and you're listening to In That Number. And they lift one over the top of Danny Inch. He's in the box. Oh, to his left. Good. Brilliant. Oh, look at that. He's done it again. Here comes Warmbra. Brown. Oh.
2: Joining us this week, we have Saints fan Connor Bowers to chat through both games in this past week. The away trip to Salas Park on Tuesday night and our return to St Mary's for our fourth round tie against Spurs. In the away end this week, we're joined by David Shelley of LSP Stuff Podcast to help us prepare for the daunting task of Liverpool next Saturday. But before all that, you know the drill. My co host at the Moscow Mush, Kevin Milverton, who is actually under the weather right now.
1: Yeah, I'm not feeling too good, so I think I've got a dose of this Chinese plague that's going around, so wish me good luck.
2: Oh dear. When did that come about?
1: Uh, I only started noticing it last night um, in the theatre again, and I just just felt it. It's something about um, theatres that me off.
2: Makes me sick as well, to be fair. (laughs) Right, let's not keep our guest waiting. Uh, Connor Bowers, Connor, welcome to In That Number.
3: Hello, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Uh, better than oh, if you'd asked me six or eight weeks ago yep. about coming on and talk about football. So yeah, I picked a, a good time to come on and be a be a guest. Well, that's
2: it. Yeah, um, you've been following the Saints for some time now. Do you go? Do you go to a lot of away games as well? Don't you?
3: Pretty much every away game. Um, Amazing. This season, this season, I've missed. I've missed one away game. Which was um, Chelsea away, and I had a, I had a ticket I had a ticket as well, um, but I, I I worked nights, oh, yeah. um, and I, it was Boxing Day. I worked Christmas Eve, so I only had really Christmas Day off, yeah. and I had to work Boxing Day night, and I woke up uh, Christmas Day absolutely shattered. I didn't feel like I had a rest. And it got to like Christmas day night and I messaged my mate who um, also goes a lot of away games but not so much anymore. And I said to him, do you want my Chelsea ticket tomorrow? Because by the time I'd travelled up to Chelsea, got home, I'd have had to go straight to work and I'd have been absolutely shattered. So Mm. I made a sensible decision and I gave my mate uh, my ticket. He had a wonderful day. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, um, in, in,
2: in hindsight, do you regret in that
3: decision now? Massively. Because <laughs> Mass- I now get a load of shit from him as well. He's like, he's like so although I gave him my ticket, didn't charge me. He's like, real fans go to Chelsea away. That's <laughs> what he says to me. He's like, real fans go to Chelsea away. <laughs> <laughs> Quality. Cheers, mate.
2: <laughs> but no, I mean, to go to every single away game, that's dedication. Uh, are you going to Liverpool next week?
3: I am Um, (laughs) uh, with a lot more. um, I don't know if it's hope. Hope, yeah. Yeah, a lot more optimism than I probably would have had back in December, start of December. Um, I I think I'm talking for the whole country, not just Saints fans. That nobody wants to see Liverpool win the league, in my opinion. (laughs) and I feel like we, our country needs us next week in a way. I think we've accepted that Liverpool are going to win the league. I think we all need to bite our tongues and accept that. But we don't want them to do it unbeaten. And whether it's us or another team, someone just needs to beat them because they are going to be unbearable as it is. If if we hear them as the invincibles for the foreseeable future. I will be deleting every form of social media. <laughs> and also, that there's, I there's have. a
2: possibility of a treble still, isn't there? So
3: yeah, somehow or, or some way.
2: Um, so anyway, how long have you been following Saints?
3: So uh, I, should, I don't know if I should be admitting this, but I, I'll be completely honest. So oh god, you're not a Pompey fan, right? you? <laughs> not that bad. Edition time. So <laughs> until I was about, and I, I'll explain faster. Until I was about nine, ten years old. I actually supported, I wouldn't even say supported, I'd say followed, United, Manchester United. Okay. Um, uh, I lived in a house where my my dad wasn't a massive football fan. Um, He was always into fishing, but I've always loved football but I never knew enough about it or shown enough about it to kind of take an interest in sort of my local team or whatever. Um, so I just picked the team at the time that was just kind of winning everything.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and then fast forward a couple of years, where my mum met her, uh, my now stepdad, um, who is a Saints fan and has been a Saints fan. And um, I don't know, I'd been to a Saints game at the Dow with my dad before, um my stepdad is kind of what...
2: Yes, I know got me stepdad, in. actually. So yeah, yeah
3: he, he is what got me into football. Got my first season ticket with him. Um, and so, yeah, so following the Saints now for 16 years. Wow,
2: that's good. Tattoo on the leg and everything. That's tough. That's really okay. tough, I feel for you. Um, Do you remember your first game?
3: I do. So, my first... Uh, I would say I have two first games. So, my actual first game um would have been at the Dow and it was Saints Free Newcastle uh two thousand no nineteen ninety nine two thousand um Saints won four two. I couldn't tell you who scored. I've got a feeling that his year scored that three 2 goal. Probably, yeah. <laughs> um and the reason was my dad was a Newcastle fan, um and we sat in Saints End but I don't remember much about it. All I know is I've got the tickets from that game and that was my first game. The first game that I actually remember when I class as my first real game, I guess, uh, was the 2004-2005 season, which was our season in the Premier League. Um, and it was a home game against Blackburn Rovers. We won We won 3-2. Ooh,
2: um, James, game.
3: Be- James Beattie scored a 90th minute penalty for the winner. Nice. Um, and... The famous Andy Derso was the referee for that game. Oh yes, um, our friend. So yeah, <laughs> that was my first game that I remember that stands out in my memory, um, um, and what a season that turned out to be. My yeah. first season ticket,
2: and we get relegated. So <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, well, and the rest, as they say, is history. And here you are, ticket <laughs> yeah. holder, away fan, and yeah, and yeah, um, what a roller coaster
0: it's been. <laughs>
1: This is ITN in that number news.
2: Okay, ITN news. Then so injuries are piling up a little bit. We got Cedric out for three weeks with knee ligament damage. We already mm-hmm. know that Valerie is, is still not not fit, or was having his virus his viral infection, as it were. Um, and Stuart Armstrong limped off in the cup game yesterday against uh, Tottenham with a hamstring issue. Yeah,
1: and um, I mean Vestergaard was out with uh, concussion. Uh, Shane Long With has a got knee, a yeah. swollen knee. Yeah, so a few kind of. I mean, don't think any of them particularly serious. Um, I, I don't know how Stu's feeling. I haven't heard anything about that it
2: No, it's not been out yet. They've just said that it could possibly be a, a hamstring injury, which is going to be what two to three weeks anyway. So, I mean, we're already struggling down that right hand side. So next week, yeah. so next week is going to be—it could be a disaster. Good luck on your travels, Connor. <laughs> thank <laughs> you. Appreciate
1: the good luck. Yeah. I so say the the only one that really um, bothers me is Cedric because um, we don't really have any uh, adequate cover for that position, and it doesn't look like we're going to bring anyone in from as far as I can. No, know. after
2: yesterday, I, I concur. Um, mm. uh, another bit of no- news that really tickled my balls this week was the um, apparent approach. By Leicester for Yannick Vestegaard for a reported £15 million. Pounds. Now, considering how successful, well, or unsuccessful his tenure has been with us, you know, the loss of him and a £3 million pound hit wouldn't be bad at all, I think. But I think Saints are going to price him out. I don't know, I just have a feeling. But we should totally be going for this. And I mean, I'd, I'd find Ralph an offer to drive Yannick to the King Power to sweeten the deal myself. And I'll pay your petrol. <laughs> yeah, I so I went from I charge in petrol, but yeah, but yeah. So yeah, Connor, what are your thoughts on on Vestergaard?
3: When we signed him, I was like, right, quality. We've, uh, we we well what too. we've <laughs> need what we've needed is like a big a big centre back that's strong and commanding, wind headers, and what we've got is we've been sold a dud. And like I, I'm I'm always looking for the best in people. i like, I just need to chance, just need to run the games. But I think I remember it stands out in my mind, is Cardiff away last season. I think it was Ralph's first game or he was there yeah, and it was Calvin's right. last game in charge. Yeah, And he slipped and let um, their player through to score.
2: Yeah, Calum Calv- uh, Patterson.
3: Patterson, wasn't it? That's it. And I, I don't know. It's just, he's, he's the, I think he's the biggest player in the league, if I'm right saying. Yeah. Or the biggest, tallest player in the league. Yeah, And he is just poor at aerial duels. I just don't understand... I, I don't know. Um, yeah, and, yeah, I mean, it's hard to say, or hard to put a finger on it, but if somebody wants to buy him for £15 million pounds and we can cover pretty much what we paid for him, I, yeah, I, I, I think it would be good business. I think it will as well. I mean, he's, he,
2: he's, he's slow, isn't he? I mean, he can't outrun a fat guy with a backpack full of uranium. He's just got a family fun bucket. <laughs> <laughs> he's a pretty slow man, and if you can get that sort of money for him, I'd cash in before his stock plummets.
3: Yeah, so like he did have a good
2: performance against Palace, and you know you can stick an extra mil on for that, I suppose.
3: And that, that's what I mean. Like he he does have okay games, but he, he never you never come to, him to the end of a game and you think he's been solid, he's been man of the match. He's not been the sort of player that's turned it round, that's had a bad game and then he's stepped up and improved his performance. Jack Stevens awful player potentially, maybe awful is harsh, but turned it round and he's now probably a mainstay of our back four. Mm-hmm. I, w- I imagine saying that 12 weeks ago, people yeah. would have called you nuts, we wanted exactly. him out of the team, but and I just don't see that happening with Um, Just to play devil's advocate a little bit,
1: uh, we don't really have a huge amount of adequate cover in that position at the moment, Yoshida is probably the only one that would you'd put straight in there, and he's out of contract at the end of the season.
2: Clara's just been set off on loan hasn't he, the youngest. Yeah.
1: And he doesn't seem to favour Downside in position um, And plus, you know as, as soon as we sell him for 15 million um, He's going to turn into that brilliant player That he thought he was at Leicester And be you know, player of the season And be worth about 50 million So, might be worth keeping him
0: Oh really? You never know okay. <laughs> I think he,
1: he, could, he could do a Jackie Stevens. But yeah, if we bring in a centre-back Then yeah, one in, one out, fine But mm. I think uh, if we do that, Vesterga go It'll leave us a little short um <laughs> in more ways than one
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: um another bit uh that really really got me caught me off guard was the um the news that everton had been linked with um Heuberg for thirty four million pounds.
3: about your thoughts on that one um he's, I know that captain I don't think he's been stand out don't get me wrong he's got a, he's got a lot of passion um he, uh, and he, he does have good games mm.
2: You're, you're sur- the way thing. that you're surmising this, it does sound like the way that I rate him, because I don't... You know, his passion, it can't be disputed. The work that he does in the middle of the park off the ball is fine. It's just his work on the ball was really inconsistent for me. And I think for, for £34 million, I think you've got to take it.
0: But, um, the, uh, but I mean, I like I you me. said,
2: Kev, you can't leave them with no... You know, there was rumours about um, Romelu going to Thales of ego and, and Hills hushed them up and said, no, we're gonna, we don't want to be short in the middle of the park. Uh. But... If we can get a replacement that does the job that Hoiberg does, and then some, for thirty-four million pounds, why shouldn't we cash in for him?
3: I, I, I don't think we can sell him at this point of the season. Um, re- regardless, That's I think true. we're we're in such a we're in such good form at the moment, and I think any I think if you lose a player like him, I think he's probably quite a popular player in the dressing room. If i was guessing, mm-hmm. um, I think we need to kind of keep this team together as much as possible for now, and then in the summer. I, don't know, I still feel like we say this every year at the moment, um, Just have a complete reshuffle and re-dig <laughs> in the summer um, and go again next season um, and get rid of any Deadwood. So to be honest, I'm, I'm calling Hoiberg Deadwood's harsh. Mm. He doesn't want to be here. I, I think it's become quite apparent and quite uh, publicly he isn't going to sign a new contract. Um Every time it's been discussed, whether that's been fan forums, I've when he's been that, on a yeah. panel, mm-hmm. um, and they always seem to talk like tiptoe around it and sugarcoat it and stuff rather than just be honest. So I think if he doesn't want to sign a new contract and we're offered that kind of money, then it needs to be considered. Um, and I don't think he's irreplaceable either. Mm, very,
0: very,
3: very um, good, yeah. I'd, I'd have to kind of agree with that. <laughs> uh,
1: he d- you know, he, he's a very central role, but, yeah, if there's questions over his contract, 34 million, that's ridiculous money. Um, but, yeah, as, as it smacks a little bit of bullshit. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, this, we, we are giving credence to these stories, but, but, you know, it just... Just to discuss it, if it were to come about, you know, let's let's, let's consider it.
1: Yeah, I think it's a, it's a bad time to let him go uh, as our captain.
2: Yeah, I agree. Transfer news. Uh, apart from that, Leicester inquiry, Kev, do you have any more? Because, I mean, I, I've i heard that Ralph has said that he's happy to stick with the same squad for the rest of the season after previously saying that he wants to add fullbacks. It just seems like maybe it's proving more difficult than first four.
1: Yeah, and I think... Um, for that reason, any transfer news is just going to be uh, rumours and kind of you know, baseless advances. Uh, apparently, Leeds are still going at it for Jay Adams.
2: Yeah, and uh, apparently we're still on for Kyle Walker-Peters after it dropping completely in Palace in favourites to get him. And apparently, we're back on again, so I, I don't
1: I, know. I think because um, he'll clearly get gameplay with Cedric being out and um, him leaving at the end of the season... I think that might be attractive if he's going to get you know, regular mm. uh, Premier League football in that position. But yeah, other than that, I mean, Romeo to Calcio we kind of mentioned that. Uh, Mike Shida off to Turkey, possibly, uh, when his contract runs out. Um, yeah, Maybe even during the window, but yeah. I don't think this is going to come to anything. Another right back though.
0: Um,
2: uh, Josh Gims has extended his loan with New York Red Bulls until June the 30th.
1: Yeah, and that's a shame. I think that um, injury to Armstrong maybe presents him with a bit of a chance, but
0: mm. yeah,
1: and he, you know he, he loves the game against Liverpool, doesn't he?
0: Yes, <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: and one more thing, uh, the Arsenal fixture has been moved from Saturday the 21st of March to Sunday the 22nd of March, so that's nice, I can probably uh, go to that one.
1: I oh, great, it'll probably be live on TV as well
2: Possibly, yeah um, Have you got any more news, Kevin?
1: Um, yeah, just, uh, did you see The Echo had a piece on uh, Danny Ings being burgled at the end of last season? I
2: did see that, yeah The Huddersfield game, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I just well, yeah, while, he was, while he was playing But um, yeah. they managed to keep it, keep it under wraps for all this time It's only now that it's gone to court that, uh,
3: Yeah Hi, I'm Matt
1: LaSissier, And thank you for listening to In That Number yeah.
2: OK, so we go on to the Crystal Palace game from Tuesday night. Um, since Saints has returned to the Premier League in 20, what, 2012 now, yeah, we've won more Premier League games against Palace than anybody else, and that is now nine. So it was, of course, two nil to Saints. Goals from, brilliant goals from Nathan Redmond and Stuart Armstrong. That's four away wins in a row. That's Villa Chelsea, the one that you missed, Connor. Left It's the Second time in Premier League history that that's happened. The last time was in 2015. So I'm going to go through the, the starting eleven and tell me what you think of this, guys. Uh, McCarthy, Cedric, Stevens, Vestergaard, Bertrand, midfield of Armstrong, Prousty, Hoyberg, and Redmond, and Long and Oberfemi up front. That was two changes from the Wolves. One force, which was Bednerick out with an Achilles problem, and Ings was given a rest for Oberfemme. Uh, were you surprised with this one? I mean, th- to me, it seemed like a perfect time for Adams to start.
1: Well, um, I think well the. Yeah, to change. I mean, you best to go in for injured but direct but yeah, Obafemi to give Ings a bit of a rest, which you'd think would be a little bit of a, a risk, but um, it worked out all right, didn't it? And I think we had the uh, Obafemi. Uh, he was he played. Was it, it was Obafemi Adams, wasn't it, against Chelsea? Yeah. Yeah, and that worked out really well. So um, yeah, I didn't. See that as uh,
2: well. I mean, I was concerned with where the goals were going to come from, if I'm honest, with no and Oberfemi and, and Longs not really finding the net consistently. So that was a bit of a concern with me. And I mean, the question I had to ask is like, why, why,
3: Vestergaard, and not Yoshida?
1: Um I clearly see more potential in, in Yannick than Yoshida.
3: Yeah, I think when we we got to when I, when I, we got to Southhurst Park and we saw the line up, it was it was kind of a bit of oh, here we go again, like with kind of Vestergaard and Palace have been um, a bit like us, I guess, a, a bit of a up-and-down season and um, a, a, a tough team to beat at times. So when you see people like Vestergaard and the team, I think you, you keep immediately worrying about your defence and then you look up front and you, like you've like you already said that you've got people like Shane Long and Opafemi who aren't known to be... Um, Consistent in front of goal. Um, If Shane Long could finish consistently, what a player he would be. I I, I love Shane Long. I think I think he's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I would hate for him to be in the opposition team because of the problems he causes. He is such a great header of the ball. He's our best header of the ball, and like he's our smallest player. And you compare him to Vestergaard, and you just think, what the hell is going on? (laughs) But um, but yeah, and. For the rest of the team, pretty much picks itself, I think, at the moment. Um, other than the four changes, you've got Ward-Prowse, who's made that position his own. Um, although he did move into the right back spot against Palace. He did, yeah. Um, but I think when, when you look at the, the team team now, five, six, seven, even if we eight or nine, they're probably picked themselves now. Um, and you've only got your couple that you're moving around because of injury. So, on the whole, lineup was fairly positive, but there's a couple. There's always a couple of worries in there, like you so said, where's your goals coming from and you yeah. know, uh, you're back four.
2: Yeah, I mean, but then you look at the bench that we had, we had Gunn, Yoshida, Romayu, Giannepo, Booth, Ings and Adams, a very, very strong bench, lots of um, attacking options, so if it was going wrong, we'd have back up there, so I was not, not too worried about that. Um, going into the game then, Kev, do you want to start?
1: Okay, I mean, it was a very slow start. Um, but our press sort of gradually built up and built up um, the first 15 minutes again there's nothing really to write home about I think the first major incident of the game is that um, foul on Cedric by mm-hmm.
0: Um
1: which doesn't instantly put him out but then a couple of minutes later it's clear that he's yeah, not feeling too good, he gets taken off um, so Romain who comes on Um, which I I thought was quite a a clever little substitution, putting Proustie on it right back to directly deal with Wilfred Zahar, as we know he loves to and yeah uh, uh, having someone as that pivot at the back to mop up any attacks and yeah I think that was a really effective formation, maybe Kind of came at the right time, if, if, if you will. Didn't take very long for us to fuck to up. get the chances
0: in. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, um,
1: but I, yeah. I've I'm, just, can, I'm just thinking Vestigard.
0: of the,
2: the Vestergaard fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he tried to try to dribble it out of the out of the back and chenks and blast over the bar. What a miss! I mean, that that miss was probably arguably worse than Vestergaard's mistake.
0: <laughs> yeah, I
1: think it. Um, Took a lot away from it, but yeah, I, I you um, just yes, use it for what it is. Um, yeah. Takes for well, because it straight to Tosin? But yeah, what an absolute waste. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't think they really had a chance after that at all.
2: No, and that brings us on to our goal, Connor. I want, can you talk mm. us through that Redmond strike?
3: Um, I, I don't know if you have been to Southhurst Park, but. The view is yes. nothing <laughs> quite like you'd ever see it at football before. It's probably,
0: yeah.
3: Palace is one of my favourite grounds to go to. Um, it's old school, it's close to the pitch. Um, normally they have quite a good atmosphere from their home fans, um, not so much on uh, the other night, but it's one of my favourite grounds to go to. So we could barely see that end of the pitch where Redmond did score. Um, but we did see the goal And it's just I don't want to be harsh on here Because he's he is fantastic sometimes And how he dribbles with the ball And takes players on He's a completely different player To what he was 18 months ago But he's uh, dribbling it through players Pass one player Pass two players And you're like right, Pass the ball Pass the ball Pass the ball um, And you're like Is that just one too many? And then he's hit it And there is just no chance That the keeper's had And It's got on top bins And it's Bedlow in the away end To see (laughs) that kind of goal From Redmond I think he's needed it as well Because he's been a bit Hot and cold over the past uh, Five, six weeks Um, Not consistent I would say Um, I think he needed that Um, And I think we definitely needed that To kind of settle us down Obviously we were lucky to Still be 0-0 at that point And then um, after the uh, Crystal Palace miss. Um, so Today go got the other end and put um, that away it was a,
0: well, yeah, a much
3: needed goal, but uh, yeah, a fantastic goal from Redmond, Um And I, I, I think you, you don't see it obviously at the time, but when you see the replays and just the sound of that ball.
2: Oh yeah, that when it crashed mm-hmm. when it crashed the um, hit,
3: hit I was, metal or something at the back. I, it? it was just yeah. yeah, I love that sound. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> and
1: so another <laughs> another <laughs> incredible ball. From the halfway line Over the entire midfield From Jack fucking Stevens. Yeah just
3: What a ping World yes. class Yeah He's got that in him uh, now He's got that in him And <laughs> um, we also know That was
2: the first goal Scored in a, in a palace game From outside the box In the Premier League This season
1: Yeah I so, just see that stat um, Yeah And we got another one In the second
2: half We certainly did Um
1: yeah, although um, around half time there was that incident with Wilfred Zahar, which confused yeah. the fuck out of me. Do we
2: want to talk about that? I mean, yeah, the, yeah. the antagonising continues. Um, yeah, yeah. Just the, the poke in the eye thing. Like, what? Are they... But VAR checked it, didn't they?
0: Yeah. And they said, I'm like, why did
2: they? Why did they fine. suddenly thought? nah, it's fine. Get you know, it's, they're walking out. What's the problem? I don't know. It's that's that's the red card.
1: Yeah, no, definitely it's the same sort of violent contact that um, got him sent off last season. But, yeah, apparently there, I thought that he was just saying, oh, you've got something in your eye, Jimmy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Kevin, the Armstrong
3: beauty.
1: Yeah, Redmond and Iwifemi, um linking up. And, uh, yeah, about four players around Nathan, Nathan Redmond um, in, in the build-up to that goal. They, they can't get to him. Um, uh, he lays it off for uh, Stuart Armstrong, he sends in an absolute belter. Mm. Uh, uh, goes to the left of the keeper. Yeah.
2: Brilliant hit. Another one. Which one was better in your opinion, guys? <sighs> OK,
1: Armstrong. I yeah, really, just I remember Redmond's, I think.
2: Just I think Redmond's was better because of, of the angle that he hit it, I don't know, and the sound. <laughs>
1: And and that he danced around like half of the defensive line as well to get it in, but yeah, that I,
0: think I think
3: they're both equally good goals, and to try to um, pull them apart and say one's better than the other, I think it's hard. It is. Um, but if it's a personal opinion, I, I, I'd go, I'd go
2: Armstrong. Well, I mean they have both got to be in there with our uh, uh, January goal of the month, Kev. I reckon both got it's to be gonna be a sure. tough one. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be a tough one, yeah. But, I mean, mo- both of them, both hit that from outside the box. And the the main thing, you know, they both had space and time. Palace just didn't really seem to be getting to them, which was which was great. So we were causing them all sorts of uh, problems with our pressing up high. Um, and it led to a long chance as well, which, oh, God, I mean, you can't get a better <sighs> chance than that, surely. You
1: could have walked it in, really, couldn't <laughs> <I? laughs> Passed it to the
3: keeper. Yeah, it just
2: yeah. so bad for the guy because, you know, he got that goal against Wolves and he thought, OK, maybe he can start.
3: You
2: know, start putting him in, and he's getting chances. That's the thing; he's getting the chances. He's he's making the space. He's getting them, and he's not taking them. It's, it feels so bad for him.
1: And that sorry look on his face when he's. <laughs> I, <laughs> just,
2: I get the impression that he feels that he's letting the, the fans down, but I don't think he realises how much we love him because of the effort and you know uh, that he puts in each and every game he plays.
1: I should let him know.
2: Yeah, create another chant for him, Kev. You should. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, um, when we had the ball, though, it looked like Palace were terrible. They were just not closing down. And actually, Kev, when we did our preview with Harvey, he said that there was a la- you know, we could see that lack of effort in a midweek game um, with such a small turnaround. Um, and it was all, but it wasn't from us. It was all from Palace, thankfully.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've seen it before, that you know, when they're knackered, they just don't really seem to be bothered. I think Zaha was the only one who seemed to yeah. <laughs> actually but, care about you, but you
2: can never say that from a Ralph side I don't remember we, us not having the energy their energy or effort I mean it's if you definitely. don't have that then you're not in the team so
1: that Everton match um, I think can <laughs> up there for a candidate
2: <laughs> yeah well, let's not but, talk about that
1: uh, yeah um, no, Redmond and Bertrand, they leaped up amazingly down that, left, that left-hand flank. Every time they came down there, I thought, right, yeah. You know, um, That's what we like to see. Got another chance. And, yeah, like you said, Palace went really in it. Didn't have a single shot on target at all.
2: Yeah, it was a very, oh, very, nice. very bad performance from them. I'd be very disappointed with that. But, yeah, we we did it too, Neil. A great, great away win. Um, it was unexpected for me as well, because, I mean, I, I, I was I was expecting and I would have been happy with a draw. We took advantage of a poor Palace performance, I guess. Two fantastic goals, and again that continuation of Prouse and Zaha. Saga, yeah. In his pocket. In his pocket. Yes. Up to ninth, um, above Arsenal, three points off fifth. Fantastic,
3: Connor, man of the match for you. Uh, I I think it's got to be Ward how Howie. How he's gone, obviously, with the forced, uh, forced uh, substitution, with Cedric going off and Romelu coming in and Ward-Prowse going into right-back. Um, and, yeah, it just seems that he can't do any wrong at the moment with Ward-Prowse. I think wherever you put him, he's putting in a shift in Zaha. Although, how much I dislike the guy, he's obviously got talent, obviously, and he's a skillful player and um, for Ward-Prowse to to have him in his pocket and I'm, i know it's the old police guy have him in his pocket, blah 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 and every football fan says it, whatever. I genuinely do believe he had him in his pocket. <laughs> yeah and he even had to check. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he <have laughs> empty him in his pocket as he left and I think yeah, I, th- I think more well, Prowse just got to have it for me because he got to Zaha living in Zaha I think for someone I put on Twitter. Living <laughs> in Zaha head rent free, yeah. Living in Zaha's head rent free. And you know, <laughs> it, 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 it's clear it's Zaha hates playing against us and he hates Ward-Prowse. I, I think Ward-Prowse has turned into... I, I think if you go back a couple of years, maybe two, three years, he was, and there's a bit of an in-joke in the club, um, and it's quite common knowledge, he was like the teacher's pet, mm. um, and this um, acad- he was like the face of the club in terms of the academy and what he's done and all this and all that. But he's got a different edge to his game now and he's, he's turned into a bit of a twat. <laughs> and I <love> it. <laughs> um, yeah. And you wouldn't have got that from him A couple of seasons ago But he's he has turned into a bit of a twat and Yeah, he's,
2: he, a bit, he's a bit of a robot
3: He's he, 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 he gets into these challenges And 50-50 challenges you'd have pulled out before He is going full force mm. um, Picking up bookings Which I love um, Yeah, he's a, di- a completely different player And I very much deserve my man of the match And it's not the first time I've given it to him this season
2: yeah, I, do you know what I've got Prowsey as well, Connor, and in my notes. I've just got like, pretty much exactly what you said. Just um, effort levels right up there everywhere. Uh, played most of the game at right back. Was uh, you know asked to do a job that wasn't his, and he still did it. With, you know, past with flying colours, and he's still there to get inside Zaha's head. So yeah, I'm, I echo you, and I go uh, Prowsey as well. I think there's
1: a lot of players that deserve credit. So yeah, if you're both giving it to Prowsey, um I'm going to go out there and uh, give it to the player that uh, really got me off my seat uh, midweek. And that was, of course, Yannick got I mean, uh, Nathan Redmond. <laughs> he was absolutely electric. <laughs> just incredible down that left wing. Um, yeah, every time he got the ball, he was just um, running at 100 miles an hour. Um, Getting... Balls into the box, um, taking shots, and that, that, that goal was unbelievable. Um, I think Bertrand deserves a shout. Uh, uh, he's getting some excellent crosses in from the left wing as well. they kind of overlap with Redmond there nicely. So, yeah, just an all-round brilliant team performance, I think. So, it was
2: Tottenham yesterday, as you know, Saturday, the FA Cup fourth round. Spurs, of course, have lost at St Mary's the last two visits, so... That was something. Um, but it was 1-1. Uh, Sun with the goal on the 58th minute, and Buffett with the all-important equaliser, to take it to a replay on the 87th minute. Um, changing the 11 then, so Gunn comes in. Danso at right back. Stevens, Bednarik back. Bertrand, Armstrong, Prowsteet, Hoyberg and Redmond, Oberfemi, and Ings up front. So as I say, Bednarek Bed, returned uh, quickly from the Achilles injury. Uh, Ing's back after his rest. Cedric, of course, out. Vestergaard, concussion, and Long with a knee. They miss out. But, I mean, Ralph had stated he wouldn't make wholesale changes beforehand, and given that we're playing like a Premier League opposition. I, I, I was happy with that lineup. I was really I was surprised, but I was happy with it. What do you think about it, Connor?
0: Um, yeah, I
3: think, as you can see, there were some false changes and some not false changes in terms of McCarthy and Dunn. Um, it was probably close to the strongest side he could have possibly put out for, for in terms of the players we have available, um, and it's nice to see him go for the cup, um, so to speak. Um, well, I mean, just by
2: going off of that, I mean he, he rested Ings for the Palace game, so he mm-hmm. can play in the cup game. So yeah, you're right.
3: Yeah, I think my only one, although it was forced, was Danso. Um, we've not seen him much this season. Um, there's a lot talked to him when he first joined the club. Um, and whenever he has played, he doesn't seem to play in the position we bought him for or has him on loan he's, for. He's, he's never played in that position. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, so he he's probably got a tough ride from our fantasy yesterday. Um, from what I've read on... Um, the forum and on Twitter he seems to have got a tough ride um, but it seems harsh to give him that tough ride when he's not playing in a position that he is maybe 100% comfortable at but on the whole a strong lineup from both teams actually um, which is good to see that two teams taking the competition um, seriously um, and wanting to, to stay in the house. as, to, as yeah. they say
1: Yeah, I mean it's not much to say I think it is it's um Quite admirable that he's not made wholesale changes but quite the opposite, you know, um, kept things for this match. Um, and yeah, the only real change is um, is gun as I have to, so, so yeah, strongest possible side I think he could have put on.
2: Um, the bench, uh, Harry Lewis gets on the bench, uh, Yoshida Adams, Gineppo, Romeo, Bufau, and Smallbone. Um,
3: Okay, Connor, yeah, how did you see this, this this start of this game? So the first the first half I thought was very um end to end. It was they had chances, we had chances. Um yeah, it was I thought it was fairly even, both teams going at it, pace, um intensity from both teams. Um I I feel like we should have both been a goal or two up at the, at the break. Yeah. Um, the fact that it's gone in nil-nil surprised me a bit. Tottenham on the on the counter attack. I think we contained them well most of the time, but their counter attacking every time was just relentless. Yeah, Lasalto had a good. Lasalto is just unreal with the ball yesterday.
0: Really hard. Actually,
2: put the ball in the net as well at one point, didn't he? But it clipped off of um Sun's ankle, and he was in an offside position. So yeah, so.
3: Yeah, the correct decision. Um, I, I, I personally, I don't like VAR. I know it's been our play of the season or whatever you want to call it. It's in terms of how much it saved us and how many points so we found. <laughs>
0: um,
3: I'm not a massive fan of VAR. I don't like it in its current format. I think it's right. Um, but yeah, in terms of the, just how the game started, it was right. Um, and I think that the boat we come out a, a bit of a different team and I think he's probably told them what we need to do and what we're not doing. Um, and yeah, second half seemed to be two different teams, I guess And
2: um, I just want to say about the um, the Lucas one-on-one that he had That he uh, probably should have scored and gun Angus, Yeah, Angus Gunn, that yeah. was a great save for him And that would have done him the world of
0: good
3: Yeah, definitely, I think he's had um, uh, an up-and-down season himself Angus Gunn um, started in the team, then not in the team um, And now just limited to cup appearances Um yeah, I think that was a world-class stage yesterday. Um, you, you would put money on a lot of strikers in the Premier League burying that every day. Um, oh, for Gunn, yeah. to tip that just around the post, um, yeah, with have done-his confidence, the world would be good. Um, and it's not a bad thing to have two keepers high on confidence coming into what is going to be a, a tough end to the season. Touch wood, nothing happens to McCarthy, but if Gunn does need to step in, I think... That gives fans a lot more confidence to see that if he does need to step in for whatever reason. So yeah, yeah, yeah sure. definitely positive.
2: Uh, Kev, that free kick from Ward Prowse.
3: Uh, yeah, and
2: Ings, um, Ings crept crept behind trying to catch Spurs with the, uh, spurts. <laughs> 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 trying to catch with their pants down, and it very very nearly worked.
1: Oh yeah, he um, kind of controls it quite nicely with the shoulder, and then um, yeah, nice right-footed um, volley, but cleared off the line by Tanganga. Very unfortunate um, yeah. to put us 1 0 up. Um, and I think, yeah, we were quite Other than that, we were quite lucky. I think there were their three big chances. We were saved by, as uh, I like said, guns for uh, VAR, but also at the very beginning, about the ninth minute, um, there was um, Sons, it's kind of a shot across goal, but um, yeah, Moore was too slow to get to the back post yeah, and right, um, yeah. knock it in. So, yeah. Uh, they go into time I think it was quite a good scoreline for us.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, Armstrong. Armstrong. Yeah, I want to talk about yeah. Armstrong. He went off um, for Gineppo It looks, as I said before in the news, it looks like a, a hamstring injury, which you know, bad time at the moment to, to be coming down with it, especially down that right hand side. Um, yeah, but that's going to be a loss because he's been playing very well lately.
1: Yeah, I thought it was the only saving grace is we do have um, cover. I mean, Bufard can go in H could go in there as well. So, mm. as he yeah. did.
2: Um, okay. Uh, the goal, uh, Connor, the Sun goal, which has to be said, it was a very good goal. Uh, it was from their own half. Saints pressed. You know, the the play. Lestalo brings the ball through our midfield. Uh, Lamella finds Sun all alone, and he strikes it. Loads of guns left.
0: Yeah, I
3: think it, it was just a, a typical goal um, in terms of the, the Spurs. Seem to put out from against any team that he seems to play against at the moment. Um, yeah, a superb break, um, low finish Pass the keeper. Yeah, it was, I think it's just a good goal. I don't think you can put put the blame at anybody when um, no, I mean, you when you when you look at. He doesn't game, score shit ones does he? No, no, he no, he's, he's, no. An inc- he's an incredible player. Yeah. Um, I, re- I really rate Son and um, without Harry Kane. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I I like watching Spurs without Harry Kane. Um not that I've got anything against Harry Kane apart from him not squaring it to Sterling last summer. <laughs> but that's a completely different story. Yeah. Um I I don't know. I think Spurs are a lot more attractive and and a good team to watch.
2: Well, they have to spread the ball out a little bit wider when, when, when Kane's not playing in the team. Yeah, he's the
3: target. And that's moment, tough for sort of. me to say. I hate Tottenham <laughs> so, like, with a passion. There is no team I hate more. Ah, oh. Aston Liverpool, Liverpool, Portsmouth, Tottenham, the top. Oh wow! Wow. Okay. So for me to I quite Tottenham like Tottenham. I
1: quite like Tottenham. I suppose Tottenham under Mourinho—that's like just double twattery
3: then. <laughs> oh red nap.
2: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um, and Sun almost doubled their lead as well, didn't he? I know Danzo's not a, not a right back, is he? Um, doesn't know where he's supposed to be. he just looked lost and Son... Luckily, blasted it over the bar. Um, I want to talk about the question of handball for us. Um, Ings controls it in the box, so he's tried to knock it round Tanganga. Uh, he's moved his arm away from his body, and he stopped
3: the movement of the ball with his arm.
2: Why is that not a penalty?
3: A pass. Uh, I don't, it, was, it wasn't really brought up in any sort of like no. press right up to so anything.
0: Um, no,
2: it's only from... I mean, I've, I've had to look at reasons why and I've like, found, like, Saints points of view and I cannot find anything from, from a VAR um, or from a referee or anything that says why that was not given.
3: Yeah, I I, I don't know. I thought the rule was pretty clear mm. that if a defender handballs it, accidentally or not. Yeah, um, and, and, and it was moving away from the silhouette. It was... It's not in a natural position. Yeah. But, yeah, I I, I was... Um, found as to why it wasn't a penalty but that's the whole reason I don't like the AR. I don't think it's fair and consistent and that's what they have Bleated on about when it was brought in um at the start of the season it'll be fair and consistent and every team will get their results going in their way and whatever. Um but that doesn't seem to be the case and it's not the first time where there's been a couple of wasn't it wasn't it against the Bears in the League that we had another penalty decision all the round, was it? Um Hit it hit it on, on the arm in the league game um, And it's not a natural position And it wasn't even checked Or it wasn't given as a penalty yeah. um, I, I think just the handball rule although it I think Doesn't the hand work rule, with Tottenham does it? That's it. <laughs> you know, I, I think the handball rule is clear From an attacking point of view If the ball hits the attacker's hand Accidentally or not It goes as handball But I think it just needs clarifying In terms of a defending um, situation Like yesterday where it's not so clear and we end up in the situation that we did where all the Saints fans think we had a penalty um, but Joe Mourinho thinks not so yeah obviously um, and Kev the, I've heard people
2: say that if it was given against you you would not be happy with that
1: um but I mean, it is the handball. I mean, when when um, if you watch it not in slow motion, so in you know real meantime, speed, yeah. I I thought it was ping off of Ings uh, and Tanganga's hands. Like there's about. I did. Um, mm. Four different instances, there. and I thought it even came off of Sanchez's hands. Like, but when yeah, you see it in slow motion, it mm. doesn't. Everyone's got uh, a
0: hand on it. <laughs> Maybe yeah. It's
1: it's like in yeah. basketball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: I, and Kev like from there it looked like the Saints were the better side for me anyway trying not to be biased it, 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 they showed the more aggressive substitutions Spurs looked happy to sit on a 1-0 um, G- Ings had that glaring header to equalise that was a disappointing one for someone that's scoring goals as freely as he is I mean he just had to hit the target didn't he Um
0: yeah. Cross
2: from Redmond was fantastic there wonderful but Saints just seem to have the control of the game at that point, and I was listening to it on the radio, and it was just, it was. I mean, this was the BBC radio that I was listening to, and um, other stations are available, by the way. And uh, it, it was. Yeah, it was very. They were all on Saints, saying that this is Saints to win now. That they are making the, you know, the substitutions, that, you know, at the right time, bringing on the right players. They want to go and get something out of this game. Spurs look like they're going to sit on it. Then of course you know we got the goal and it was deserved.
0: Yeah, I
3: think I think it was I think it was deserved. I think like we've brought on all three attackers that we've had on the bench and we, we've gone for it. Um, and I'd like to say from sort of like the 70th minute, I think it was coming.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, like you said, Spurs were happy to to sit back and think they had it in the in the bag so to speak. And yeah, we we've been aggressive in our. Formation and our substitutions, and we it, it, it looked like our team wanted wanted it. And I, I don't think you saw that from. I'm not to say Tottenham didn't want it, but I think our players definitely wanted to stay in the cup. Um, yeah. I think nobody wanted it to finish a draw yesterday. Um, how it's now planned out, and we're going to be having a game during our first ever winter break is <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: a, a, a joke, but and I think the players are probably looking forward to a bit of a break and time away from so were we football yeah. with the family. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah then, like, you've got to work. Dude. Yeah. Um. But yeah, a I, good I, I goal for Buffao, and I think it was evident he didn't really celebrate his goal
0: nice. um,
3: yesterday, and. Yeah, His character says that he's probably frustrated with his lack of playing time at the moment. Um, but I, I think he is an impact player. Mm. Um, same with Gineppo, I, I don't think they're starting players. Um, when you look at the position that Armstrong plays, they play a similar sort of position. Armstrong does everything well and simple, where Buffard and um, Gineppo are sort of luxury players. Um, so Buffao's probably frustrated, and I think that was evident in his goal scoring yesterday and his lack of celebration. But yeah, a good finish from him, keep it, keep it um, under the bar, um, keep it didn't have a chance. But, yeah, good goal from us.
2: I mean, I suppose the only thing you can say on the fact that they're impact players that well, Buffao's what is he twenty six, twenty seven now, but um, Giannepo's still only twenty one, so maybe he can still work on that and become a starter. But Bufal you feel right now. Yeah, this is the time that he needs to be playing first team football But yeah, cracking finish from him um, Ke- Yeah, so it finished 1-1 uh, Fair result, Kev?
0: Uh, yeah,
1: I think so um, Yeah, I think so I think I had the same sort of feeling that the me- momentum was on our side But time really wasn't um, In the last sort of 15-20 minutes um, Yeah, luckily this time uh, we did at least get a goal And, you know, what a goal like that mm. So, yeah, I mean, the VAR went for and against us in the same match, so I think we can't really complain about that. Although, um, yeah, Marino doesn't need any excuse, does he? No. Um,
2: yeah, I, I Ralph, Ralph said afterwards he's not happy with the replays, rightly so. So, as, as Connor said, our mid-winter break is disrupted now. Um, so, after we, after we play Liverpool on the 1st of February, which is next Saturday, we're due to play Burnley on the 15th. So, it was going to be a nice week off. And a week off for us as well, Kevin, as we said. Now, as I say, we travel to North London. The replay at the moment is set for Wednesday the 5th, so that's just four days after that Liverpool game, although this has been selected for TV, so it could very well change. Um, guys, before I ask your man of the match, I just want a word on Danso and, you know, and Liverpool tied into it. Um, I'll start with you, Connor. Um, as we've mentioned, it was a tough afternoon for the lad. Um, he has been asked to play out of position yet again through lack of choice. Um, He's had next to no football And when he comes in He's been set up to fail I feel um, And he had to deal with Sun yesterday Don't forget So it's unfair on him In that regard uh, And if we If we ask him to play there Against Liverpool We're going to be in for another Tough one I feel Because the likes of Mane and Firmino Are going to punish him But it, with that in mind What are we going to do Down that right hand side?
3: I think Personally I think Certainly against Sun Is one thing When you're putting him against Salah Firmino Mane uh, I, I think it could it could break him potentially but, it could but what do we do, do we, I mean do we put do we I think I, I, I we put Ward-Prowse the the
2: out there do I, we put,
3: I would put Ward-Prowse personally but if we put Ward-Prowse
2: out there that midfield he's so important in the engine room and uh, of that team especially against Liverpool because he is going to chase Liverpool down
3: it's, it's right that
2: back, or it sh- feels like a waste. Or, or,
3: or Yoshida right back. or know Yoshida hasn't got the going-forward capabilities. He's I don't defensive.
2: think we're
3: going to be going forward against Liverpool too. <laughs> <laughs> Yoshida's yeah. defensively sound, in my opinion. He's, I did say he's always got a mistake in him. I think every defender's got a mistake in him. I would be more confident with Yoshida or Ward-Prowse at right back, and I would... With, Danzer. Although Danza did put in a couple of good crosses yesterday, I will give him that. Yeah. I think I think, I think, I think we need to look that. at our defence on Saturday week for Liverpool, um, and just kind of take it as it comes and <laughs> don't make any bold moves or any weird selection choices <laughs> like how people did at the start or yeah. in the middle of the season where he's playing all kinds of players. Out of position, Hoiberg yeah. uh, at left back, um, all that kind of stuff. So, I, I, I think we're obviously, and, it, and come Liverpool, it's, it's easy, it's the transfer windows closed, So, we could bring we in still a still sign like, someone.
2: Yeah, we, we could bring, we
3: could bring in a right back this week. So, <laughs> it could be nobody in us one. It could be Carl Walker Peters. Or oh,
2: I just I could just see transfer deadline day. They're bringing a right back. He's like right. He's a young lad. He's not been proven. Maybe he's got from Austria, I don't know. Someone we've never heard of. And he's like, right, off you go. <laughs> you got Baller and Mane ball. to play again. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. And, Kev, what do you think we should do with this right back?
1: It's the conundrum, isn't it? I mean, ideally, yeah, we should get someone in um, at least on loan to the end of the season. But, um, I mean, the options there, you could put Stephens at right back and put Yoshi in the middle. Um, switch to three at the back and have wing backs. Then well, maybe. not work, does it? Prousty get forward. It hasn't really worked for us consistently at the beginning of the season, but yeah, that's not much you can do. But yeah, I mean, um, when there was, it was about at that time, when comes off and Buffar comes on, and he switched the formation to a sort of kind of a three-four-one-two. Mm. Um, that kind of worked for us, although I don't really see it working against Liverpool.
2: No, I just think you've just trouble, got you to play as defensive as you possibly can and take what you get out of that, I think. Um, man of the match, and I'll start with you this time, Kev.
1: Okay, um, I'm going to give it to James ward from on this one. I think Ing probably deserves it, but I think he, he needs to score a goal, doesn't he? I mean, with the chance he was given, if he'd have scored one of those, I would have given it to Danny without a doubt. But yeah, I think Woodbrowe was um, his usual good instrumental self. Um, yeah, great on that. That free kick was good. Um, good. Good on set pieces. We had a few corners um, in the first half, um, which uh, it could have led to something. And yeah, just, just distributing, breaking up play, good at setting up everything. So I was really happy with his performance.
2: Yeah. Well, it's a toss-up for me between Prousty and Hoyberg, um, but I'm mm. going to give it to Hoyberg. Um, I'm not his biggest fan, and I do criticise him from time to time. But every so often, he puts in a performance like this, and then I just forget, uh, forgive and forget. I thought he was great mm. yesterday. I thought he looked more. Posi- ah, I thought he looked more positive on the good. ball. Yeah, I thought he was good off of it. Uh, great work rate as always. I mean, he slipped that ball through for Ings in, in, in the build-up for the goal. Um, yeah, I'm going to give it to Hoyberg. Um,
3: Connor? Um, I was really struggling to think on round of the match when I, I was, thinking about yesterday's game. to I was, I was really struggling. Um, for me, it's a bit of a, an odd one and when I've been talking about uh, the game with my friends in sort of like the group chat on Twitter after the game and they still have said, really, mine's Bertrand. Okay. Um, um I, I feel like he just got down at left side well yesterday. Um, Always there for the overlap, attacking, um, his tracking back. I, 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 I don't know. I feel like, to me, Burton just stood out for me yesterday. Um, in, I'm not saying anybody had a particularly bad game, but he stood out um, a lot more for me yesterday than, than any of the others. So, yeah, I'll give it the fortune.
2: Okay, cool. Nice one. Um, is there anything you want to add from this match, guys, before we go on to the next bit?
1: Um, just that it's good that we're in the hat for the draw And uh, we you know what other teams have gone through So it, we could be up for another South Coast derby So if we do pull that one I think the players will be really motivated in the replay Of
2: course that, that cup draw, the fifth round cup draw Is on Monday before the Arsenal game, isn't it? So, mm. so yeah,
3: from, um, a, from a selfish point of view don't hate me for this, but from a selfish point of view, the sooner we're out of the FA Cup, the better for me. Um, my brother's getting married um, <laughs> in May, um, the twenty third of May. Don't worry, we're yeah. not going to be in the cup final then. Don't worry. It's the FA Cup out. Well, it's the FA Cup final day, <laughs> and who books a you wedding get on FA
2: Cup final day? By the way, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: don't.
3: Yeah. So and the thing is, his best man is a skate. Oh god. <laughs> so. I, I feel like if we got to the FA Cup final, he wouldn't miss me anyway. <laughs> I just don't want to. Be, I just don't want to be put in that position where.
2: What happens if it's a Saints Pompey uh, FA Cup final?
3: Well, we'll have no best man and we'll have no his <laughs> wedding.
0: <would it? So. laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Oh. okay. I see your predicament there. Yeah, but don't worry. I think we'll be out. I think we're going out at the uh, at the replay. If I'm honest. Um, right. Uh, we've got some questions for you, Connor. Serious question. Would you rather wear a Pompey shirt every day for five years or sleep in a haunted house for ten?
3: <laughs> wow. Um, it's going to have to be a haunted house to tell, isn't it? Okay.
2: That's
1: fine. We don't even have to ask you what if it was a Spurs shirt.
3: <laughs> oh, is death an option? <laughs> <laughs>
1: death is always an option. Um, okay, and would you rather be... Twice the height of Yannick Vestigard or half the height of Cedric?
3: Wow, um. Half the height of Cedric? Yeah. Dwarfs make, make good money. <laughs> okay. Good, <laughs> answer.
2: good answer, good answer.
1: Um, Alright. I, I think a giant, 13 foot 7 giant or whatever would, uh, would, yeah, would make a lot of
3: money as well, well yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's not practical, is it? Driving, living. Yeah.
1: That's true, but I mean, I, I've never seen a um, a, t- a two foot six dwarf <laughs> driving either.
3: I mean, you not? Know, what Davis drives?
1: Yeah, has he ever specially adapted Kerlin?
3: Yeah, he must be. We're digressing massively. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's fine, and we can do that. It's, it's all right.
1: Um, right, okay. Uh, we do love a good fan chant. On in that number, so what's your favourite uh, chant at St Mary's?
3: I, I think a one that's recent, um, has got to be Danny Eames' King of the Strummers. Um mm. I think that's a, a popular one at the moment. Um and he he's he needed a song because all he had really was Danny Eames. he's one of our own and Yeah. I I I think there's a fan base where... I think we're quite boring with songs, really. Um, And to have something like that is well, well,
2: Connor. Can I interest you in our back catalogue? Because Kevin always comes up with a whenever we sign a new player, Kev comes up with a fan chant. Um, So yeah, well, I I I try. But um, our previous episodes, you should listen. All all fifty-eight of them. We we yeah we we do quite a few.
3: Oh God.
1: We'll send you over a, a, a CD.
3: Yeah, I <laughs> will listen to it in the car on my way on my way to football. I'll, I'll put it on my I'll put it on my phone on for my journey up yeah. to Liverpool next week. Yes, okay.
0: definitely
3: worth it.
2: Um, do you prefer player chants or the actual team chant?
3: Um, I I, I personally prefer player chants. Um, and I think if you get a reaction from the player when you're when you're singing it as well, I think. Um, I, I, I think that it gets the fans going as well um, Don't get me wrong all, uh, When or when the Saints is going in full force and stuff It's, it's great to hear um, But I think it, the players probably get off on it as well When they they can hear the Northern or the and North Or whoever it is singing their name I think it probably gives them a little bit of extra to that bit of extra 10% or whatever to go out and to do well and to know that they're appreciated by the fans. It's just a shame that there's some players that do well every week that don't have songs when you've got... oh no, Armstrong hasn't got that song. It hasn't caught on. You've got him doing well, it doesn't have a song.
0: Hmm.
3: Bertrand has never had a song, really. Hoiberg. Uh, Hoiberg. Hoiberg. Hoiberg's song is fantastic. I love Hoiberg's song. Um, But Stevens doesn't have a song He probably needs one Although at Paris They were singing um, Jack Stevens You know He's better than Calavaro. Yes (laughs) Um,
2: Yeah (laughs) uh,
3: Which was Which was funny um,
2: Yeah But yeah (laughs) Cool Uh, Yeah Connor Thank you for coming
3: on No thank you for having me Cheers
2: Cheers, mate mate. It's been great to hear All your knowledge And all your stories About uh following the Saints for the last 16 years, and your insight into the games has been great. Yeah, so thank you very much for coming on.
3: Not a problem, no worries.
1: Cool. Enjoy the trip up to Merseyside.
2: Yeah, try. And try.
3: Try and enjoy the trip back as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're staying in Liverpool um, oh, okay. for, uh, for a night, so... Um, that's why. Yeah. Hmm. If, if we lose, you won't be going out though. that's for sure. Yeah.
2: Okay, well, enjoy yourself anyway, and uh, I'll speak to you soon. Okay, perfect. So
3: it. Take it easy, lad. See you later. Cheers, mate. Cheers, yeah, cheers mate. i the Saints. i the Saints. Bye-bye. In the away end this week, we have
2: David Shelley of LFC Stuff Podcast to prepare us for our trip to Anfield next Saturday, the 1st of February. Welcome, David. Um, how are you this evening?
4: I'm um, good. How are you?
2: Yeah, all right, yeah. I mean, firstly, I just want to say thank you for coming on, uh, on this... What, Thursday evening,
0: um,
2: <laughs> and especially when you've got you've got Wolves playing in about an hour t- hours time, aren't you? So yes. we're we'll, uh, we'll try and make this as quick as we can for you, so you can get onto that game.
4: Oh No problem.
2: Okay, so I will start off by saying, like, is there is there a sense around Liverpool at the moment that this this is your year? I mean, do you see it as if or when, or are you firmly You know? Like, let's let's just take it one game at a time. It's not over till it's over.
4: Um, it's it's a bit of a weird one because obviously. After the win against Man United recently. Well, but now you're going to believe us. Last starts are coming out, and kind of Liverpool fans have wanted to avoid opening old runes again because God knows how many times we've been down this path. Um, last time was the most disastrous way possible of it an ending. Um, and I think a lot of people learnt from that when they should have learnt from the previous two, but they learnt from that one particularly. Mm. Um, So, I think that is a massive indication of the fact that Liverpool fans are actually at the point now where we probably think it is kind of done and dusted. I personally am not looking forward to this game tonight, the the Wolves game. Um, I think if if, if we can get a win tonight, then yeah, OK, because we've got a very favourable amount of fixtures coming up um, after this. I think we've got, got West Ham. You've
2: still got a game in hand as well, haven't you?
4: Uh, we've got two, I think. And two games
2: um, After tonight, yeah.
4: Yeah, um, so we've got West Ham back-to-back, we've got Norwich after this, um, and yourselves, but I think that's probably the trickier game out of the next five or so. Uh, we've also got Atletico in the in the Champions League So after tonight if, if we can get a win Then We're in a very privileged position Of potentially looking at the Kind of we, We've been waiting 30 years To, to, to win the league And yeah. we could be Towards the end of the season Thinking Oh well Can we focus on other tournaments We have that kind of luxury with, yeah. with the gap that we've got um, But Again Personally for me I'll, I'll start Being confident If we can win tonight
2: I think, I mean, me and you, Kev, have been saying it for ages that we, you know, we we can nail this on as a Liverpool title win. Um, I think the penny dropped for me, I think, on Boxing Day. I think when, you know, Leicester, in fine form, you travelled to the King Power Stadium, you you didn't just beat them, you crushed them, and they were like your nearest rivals. And I can't remember that happening in the history of the Premier League. I don't remember there ever being an incident of that, like, like, first, second or third, whatever, have gone to their ground and... Beat them quite comprehensively as you did I don't think enough was made from that result really Because, I mean, before that game I was thinking maybe, you know, Leicester could You know, get a point at least here
4: it, Yeah, it, it, it was a surprising result it, it did kind of, at the time, feel like I remember in, I think it was sixteen seventeen When Leicester did win the title When they went to the Etihad And won the Etihad, you were looking at that result as oh, Okay, these are genuinely potential league winners here Um, at at that point obviously Liverpool had a hell of a lead at the top going away to Leicester and that was seen as the game that could potentially swing things Liverpool obviously did not have a very good January last season so with that as context if Leicester had got a result there then you may have got Leicester City fans and Manchester City fans potentially believing that they could catch up to Liverpool but to do it so devastatingly as you said and honestly, n- not even see a peep out of Leicester whatsoever. It was mm-hmm. constant to the to the game at Anfield. However, we made the meal of that. We didn't make a meal of this one. Um, we may have learnt a lesson from that, but yeah. um, to to just kind of sweep them to one side so effortlessly definitely sends sends yeah. a message to, to the league.
2: I mean, considering what they done to us, it was like
4: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you guys got revenge for that we eventually. Did,
2: we did, we did. Um, <laughs> is, is going undefeated important to you? Um, as I said before,
4: we're, we're going to get to the point of the season soon where we could potentially be looking to focus on other things. So, potentially, because we haven't won any domestic clubs. I mean, it this sound like I'm, I'm, I'm sounding bit spoiled, but we haven't won any <laughs> domestic clubs on the club either. Um, so, it, it would be nice potentially to, to go far in the FA Cup. Um, it's a bit weird because th- this is a team that could potentially win the treble, and you're looking at it thinking do, do you either want to go unbeaten and, and prioritise that? Not that we will. Um, or would you rather try and go for a treble? I would personally rather put all our eggs in the treble basket and maybe yeah. use the lead to. Um, to maybe rest some players between Champions League games and whatnot because as I said with that favourable rather fixture kind of that atletico game is bookended by two reasonably winnable fixtures for example so it it, it depends how Klopp wants to play it yes. he's he's used his squad well in the past I, I can't really doubt the guy he's, he's really learned from his past mistakes at Dortmund in his first season at Liverpool so I'll, I'll trust in him whatever he does really you can't really <laughs> doubt the guy after the season that. <laughs>
0: That's
1: true, yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, Manet and Salah have been banging them in for fun. Um, Trent and Alexander have been having an amazing season as oh, well as yeah. a ser- certain centre-back.
0: But, yeah.
1: um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is there anyone you, you think that that hasn't really got the credit for Liverpool's success by
4: far this season? Um, I think one generally under, underrated player in the last 18 months has been Allison, the goalkeeper. Uh, he's... Rightfully so, most of the credit is put on the shoulders of that centre-back you are referring to then. Um, <laughs> You're
2: talking, you talking about Lovren, Kev? <laughs> oh,
4: um, but Alisson is, I'm no over-exaggeration, I've never seen a goalkeeper like him, he's he's a physical freak, he's 6-4, he's like 15 stone, I think he's huge. But not just with that, he's, he's rapid, the, the way he can, he, he kind of does this motion where he slides across across the floor and gets to the other side of the goal, <laughs> I've never seen it done before, um, and as we saw against Man United, he's, he's pretty rapid on his feet as well, mm. um, he, he's literally the the complete goalkeeper, and after years of Simon Mignolet, and obviously he did. I, I was, I, well, I, I I was there, kind of looking at the screens, wondering what on earth was going on at the time. I was thinking I was in some kind of nightmare. Um, a, after that, getting them in the in the same summer, you know, look at Kepa, for example, Chelsea bought them the same summer. It was at Allison or Kepa they were going to get, mm, yeah. um, and and obviously to get the better end of that deal, proved yeah. pretty massive because at the end of the day, we are, I wouldn't say we're conceding quality, chances, well, some games we <laughs> um but it just makes everything look so easy, so without him, it's, it's, it's a bit different, because if you've got a goalkeeper that isn't as, as well positioned as him, who isn't as good as him, not catching things, and things are coming back out and whatnot, it could be a completely different scenario, but it's all kind of theoretical at that point, but yeah definitely Allison i' yeah,
2: say he's, he's definitely like the final piece in that team I think I, I'd go along with that he's definitely you know if not you know the best he's one of the best keepers in the world for sure um and what about the other end of it? do you think there's anyone that's not playing up to the standards
4: at the moment um <laughs> it's, yeah. below it's, difficult, it's difficult when bar. you when, yes. you know
2: when you've
1: gone undefeated and
2: <laughs> you trying to pick out a player that hasn't been playing perhaps the way they should when you're playing as well as you are, is going to be difficult.
1: Maybe a player that you thought
4: would break through to the first team but just hasn't. Yeah. Um, well, obviously you've got Naby Tater who when when he's played, um, he's actually been really good when he's played this season. It's just he, he's, he's never fit. That's the main issue with him. Yeah. Uh, he can never seem to get a run of games, and there's growing i don't even know what it's made of. It <laughs> Maybe made paper or something, but it is growing, causes so many issues. Um, but in, in terms of form, I would say again that the bar is pretty high. Um, but Andy Robertson has been a bit—he um, just hasn't been himself recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hasn't been necessarily bad by any means, but I would say for the standards that he set, he's looked. Pretty ordinary, um, but he, he does seem to go through these kinds of dips in form, and all of a sudden, he'll, he'll probably have a five-game period where he gets three assists, and it's mm. back, back back to normal. It's it's when you've got the likes of Panday Gomez and, and that midfield that does all the defensive work. It does. It, it, it really helps when you've got defenders that may not be going through the best patch of form.
2: That's a very good answer. I wasn't. I wasn't expecting that one to be honest.
1: After the disappointment in the last season, I mean, the, with that number of points, any other year you you would have won it. Um, did you think that you could come out and do it again this year, or did you think that City were unbeatable?
4: Well, City looked ominous after that 14 win streak. It was. It was just pretty depressed <laughs> yeah,
2: whatever you do is just not going to be good enough yeah. at yeah,
4: yeah you're just hoping that somebody takes points off them and, and it just won't happen at all and at the end of the season you've got to get props to them for that um, my, my goal really was just to be in the title race it wasn't necessarily to win the league because of how well City were looking I mean I think people forget that City were Rated the best team in Europe They were favourites for the league They were favourites for the Champions League At the start of the season Which has kind of gone out of the window In people's estimations Because I don't think people really have that long-term of memory um, mm. But I've always felt more confident in Europe With this Liverpool team um, I always believed that we could get to the Champions League final even after Kiev Purely because it's just It's so tough to beat us over two games And even then you've got um, we saw it against Barcelona. Hmm. So I've uh, I've always felt that the team has, has has matched up well in Europe but we've just been so so consistent and so ruthless and with a bit of luck here and there we've we've managed to get to this point with so many points. It's it's unbelievable really but um I certainly I don't think any Liverpool fan in the world of streams were expecting this. And I don't think anybody was expecting City to drop off just as much as they have, to be honest. Mm.
2: Yeah, I definitely did not. Um, this was another difficult one for you. Are there any weaknesses that you feel Saints could exploit?
4: I, I actually do, yes. Because I think a big part of getting something against Liverpool is if your team naturally fits against us. So... With the likes of Bertrand and Redmond on the left-hand side, I think that you guys could potentially exploit Gomez and Trent because it, it, it only really takes Trent getting caught once and then you're dragging Gomez out of position. Someone's got to fill in at centre-back and it just causes a bit of a mess. Um, I certainly think that the is there. I mean, Bertrand's going to be a threat with his cross, I think. Um, and I think Redmond could drag Trent on and off the ball a bit. Um and then obviously you've got you've got Ings who's in ridiculous form at the minute. Um, who could snatch it at any opportunity. So there is definitely some weaknesses that Southampton could exploit. Um however, we have looked pretty imperious since Gomez came back into the fold, so it'll be interesting to see um how that battle develops on the on the right hand side. Yeah, I don't know how to ask this question but what
1: sort of game can we expect?
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I mean, if you asked us, we could tell you straight away. Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean, just—I mean—we've got Cedric potentially out injured and Valerie only in this place. I really don't fancy his chances against Sergio Manon. No,
2: no, it's, it doesn't really—doesn't really bear thinking about, really, does it? It's, oh, it could be a disaster.
4: I think it'll be an entertaining <laughs> one. It will be for your uh, point of view. <laughs> <laughs> No, you guys have looked good recently. Um, yeah, we'll too at home to Wolves, yeah. Well, <laughs> apart from that, which yeah. I, I'm not going to lie, I did, I did see um, some weaknesses <laughs> that could potentially be exploited. Mm. But I think you guys are a, a, obviously a well-coached team with a fantastic manager. Um, and a manager who's, who likely knows clop pretty much inside out as well.
2: the, Al- the Alpine mm. Clop, they call them, don't The they?
4: Alpine Clop, yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's not like the game at St Mary's was ludicrously one sided either. so No, that's true. I'm I'm certainly not taking this one for granted. and um, I don't think we will either, to be completely honest. Um uh, obviously you but you guys having an ings and us having not the amount of On some plays we have but there's there's a bit there that you've got kind of rivalries within the teams because obviously the likes of Henderson and Alana are going to want to get one over on the mate and the other way around as well. Um, but I think it will certainly be an entertaining one. Um, looking at the old match particularly, you guys can't leave yourselves <laughs> open. Um, at the back, that, that, that's for certain, but um, I certainly think that you guys... I, I think it could potentially be a more entertaining but pretty similar game to the Wolves game in Anfield, if, if you saw that one which was it was competitive it was very competitive mm. uh, uh, obviously you had the VAR into the season with that, but, yeah, but um, it, it'll definitely be an entertaining game that's for sure
2: Okay, um, I know you mentioned Ings before but is there, um, is there anyone from Saints that you're particularly worried about?
4: Um, pretty much that, that the whole left side on Ings really um, yeah. oh and J- James Wall Prize was um, delivery always gives me the, the, the stuff of nightmares
2: yeah that's, that's quite, a, that's quite a common um, answer from our away fans, there, a lot of people say that
4: you know, well, James yeah. ward on
2: yeah. a free kick you've got to watch out
4: <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's just stroke with so much venom it's, it's horrible, it's real hard <laughs> <But> <laughs>
2: plus you can serious. get under people's skins as well so. well I Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, can we get a score prediction from you please be kind
4: um, I think I'm going to go with 2-0, Liverpool.
2: Oh, that is being kind, because I'm, I'm going to go 3-1. Oh, I mean, no. I, I, I think Saints, they they do play better away from home. They've always got a goal in them. But, yeah, I think one mistake from our defence, and, you know, Liverpool are just going to punish you. So, And I, the amount of mistakes that we have... I mean, we saw in the Crystal Palace game, Kevin, we haven't actually discussed this one yet, but the... um the the, the Totten one-on-one that he blazed it over that was a mistake from Vestigar it's going to take one of those and then trust me Mane Salah Firmino they they don't need a second chance they're going to bury them so I just think yeah 3-1 Liverpool easy comfortable win for them and what about you Kevin?
1: Um, I'm going (laughs) to go um, just like the home fixture uh, and my university degree and go for a (laughs)
0: 2-1
2: <laughs> okay, that's, that, that's really optimistic.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I mean, since Mark Mark Hughes has gone, we we do, do seem to have given it to Liverpool, um, and I, I don't know why, but Shane Long always seems to get a goal. Uh, he does, against yeah. He does. <laughs>
0: but
1: yeah. yeah, I think if we can come away um, without our tails between our legs then, yeah, I think that's going to be quite a respectful scoreline.
2: Sure, I mean, I, I echo that, Kev. We can go there and just give them a game, just give them a match, um, and then, you know, we can't, can't be disappointed because we are expecting the loss.
1: We, we do like to kind of press and, and nag the, the really strong teams. Um, it, it seems to be much easier for the, for the lower teams to get something out of us than, uh, yeah, than the champions or champions to be.
2: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um now <laughs> we asked this question to every fan but um you've already taken so much from us um you can't take any more. <laughs> but um <laughs> if you could pick one Saints player another Saints player to have in your current setup who would you take?
0: Um
2: <laughs> I don't it would just be a bench warmer though, wouldn't he. <laughs>
4: uh,
0: yeah.
4: It, it would likely be some kind of rotational option. Um I couldn't really say Danny Ings to this either, <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. um
3: <laughs> No returns.
4: Honest, it, it would probably be the one self-dental player that we were linked with a lot and never signed at the time. It's probably Brian and Um oh,
0: okay.
4: Out of anyone. Oh, we, 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 we literally haven't got any other left-backs.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> We've
4: got, we got James Miller there. He oh, definitely yeah. has them. When... Um, when Robertson isn't there, so it'll probably be better OK. I've not had that
2: one Yeah, actually. I don't think we had that one this, this season. Um, quick question. Who do you hate more, Man United or Everton?
4: Well, oh, see, you, you've asked me this after this weekend, which was potentially toxic. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was a particularly toxic game against United Um No, it, it, would, it would probably be... See, see, it's tough because it, we can laugh at Everton so much, but we can laugh at United at the moment as well. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: probably, on
4: a, on a hate level, it's, it's probably United. Okay, um, that in mind. Uh,
1: would you rather wear um, a reversible United Everton shirt every day <laughs> for five years or sleep in a haunted house for ten? Oh... Uh um, so like
2: basically Kev, you gotta alternate one day United, one day Everton, yeah?
1: Well uh, whatever way, like yeah, yeah one one's gonna be what people see and the other's gonna be right against your skin. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh
4: can I wash it?
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, you
4: can wash yeah, it. Yeah, you, you can, can wash. I, I still think I'll go far at host. <laughs> yeah.
3: Okay.
2: <laughs> um would you rather be twice the height of Peter Crouch or half the height of Leno Messi? Oh,
4: um, well, yeah. <laughs> it would probably be half that in Lionel Messi, I don't think that's, that's just not practical, being about 14 foot tall, is it? You can get through yeah. any doors or
2: right? anything. Was it 13-1, isn't it, Kev?
1: uh something like, yeah, 13-2, something like that, yeah.
4: yeah. I was getting yeah. this ridiculous, either way. <laughs> uh, yeah. I would be 2 foot something. Okay,
1: and um, yeah, we do love good fan chant uh, here in that number. Um, I'm, I'm going to discount your Never Walk Alone um, as the, the <laughs> club hymn. What are your favourite sort of f- uh, fan chants from Anfield that, that you like uh, to hear um,
4: or tickled your funny bone? We have a chant. Um, it's called Paul Scouts at Sunny. Um, and it's, it's, it's basically a long story about um, a soldier he went off to war and um, basically got shot in the head and died um, and basically how he loved Liverpool and and whatnot and then there's it, it been lines added later on um, mm. I think after after Rush go for against Everton that somehow got added to this song about the man getting shot in the head it's a bit weird, that is um, weird yeah. but, <laughs> but that is certainly my favourite Liverpool song Um Far and away, obviously, love you, know, but I just said, you'll never walk alone, which has been cruelly taken away from me. Um,
2: <laughs> I, yeah, that was, mad. That, I, was that was main care
1: <laughs> I just
4: because I mean, it's, it's just such an obvious answer, isn't it? Um,
0: yeah, I, I love like a bit that. of
4: Ring of Fire as well. Um, I, that's not necessarily the little song, but it's yeah. something that was associated with the Champions League in 2005, and something that sticks in my head. So a bit of Johnny Cash, never. All right. Yeah, I do love yeah, funny
3: things. Um,
2: right, okay, uh, but before we let you go, well, I, I've been doing my research on how to do the Scouse accent. Um, <laughs> Kevin, I thought you'd like to have <laughs> a stab at these three sentences and then maybe let David judge to see how you got on you up for it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck off, mate.
2: <laughs> okay, right. Calm your farm, the class is in the past.
1: <laughs> hey, calm your farm. The, what was it? The classes
4: in the past.
2: <laughs> that was all right. That was... Like, how, how was that, <laughs> David?
4: Not too bad, little Welsh. that. <laughs> <Not
2: too bad. laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, the, the second one. The first search unearthed a shirt. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the first search unearthed a shirt. <laughs> hey, that
2: was good. I'm that was right. Good. That was good, yeah. <laughs> uh, and the last one. Did
1: you realise
2: the reason he was ringing?
1: Did, did you realise the reason he was ringing? Hey, that
2: was good.
1: <laughs> uh, I thought that was good. Is it my my? I don't know. I normally go like, Hey, meh, come back. <laughs> <laughs> that good. that? Can, <laughs> yeah,
0: that was good. Get, can you
1: <laughs> can you give us the classic? Uh, they do though, don't they though? Um,
4: they do though, don't they though? <laughs> <laughs> Oh really? um, yeah. I, I, I thought Ray was gonna try it.
2: Oh no, I'm not gonna try it. <laughs> there's
4: a there's a Korean guy who does um who does um just general kind of English accents, he does he does like uh Geordie and whatnot. And he's got a lot of lot of um scouts videos, so if you wanna learn how to
2: pronounce
4: yeah. <laughs> scouts follow that guy. Excellent, he does one of the chance as well, really. enough.
2: <laughs> Kev, you should never right. listen. Although that yeah. yeah, the 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 last two I thought were really good. I was really surprised, Kev. Well done.
0: Uh, yeah,
4: I I know we're close to Wales, but the first one was a bit too Welsh. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> it didn't <it, it laughs> <isn't> improve <true laughs> with the last two attempts.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> okay, I think that yeah. is about it. Um. Yeah. Thanks very much, David, for coming on and, and chatting with us this evening, um, and oh, especially gosh. like with with the Wolves game coming up. So yeah, okay. thank you so much for doing this. No
1: problem.
4: Thanks. Yeah, all. I'm gonna watch
1: the first half of that and then go to bed. But yeah, thank you very much, and yeah, sorry, and sorry to the the whole of Liverpool for my, my awful accent. <laughs> yeah,
2: brilliant. Um, anyway, yeah, good luck for the rest of the season. Um, you're, I'm sure you're going to do it.
1: Yeah, probably don't need our luck.
2: <laughs> yeah, you don't need our luck, but yeah, and we'll, we'll probably be the stepping stone for you. So yeah, and just um, oh, just, don't, just don't take any more of our players, please. We beg you.
4: <laughs> oh, uh, we'll take we'll take Ralph in 2024.
2: Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> Cool, right, thanks very much David
4: No problem. It is, mate. Up cool. the Saints
2: Up the Saints <laughs> <laughs> Okay, welcome back to the extra time segment uh, We'll start off as usual with the predictions So the Palace game, I went for a 1-1 and you went for a 2-1 Saints win So two more points to you 12 point lead now So 47-35 to you Uh, And in the Spurs game, I went 2-1 Spurs, and you went 2-0 Spurs. So, scores remain the same. 47-35 to you. Uh, Super Sticks. Uh, Two rounds to go through. Obviously, the midweek one, round 36, was won by Stephen King. Wow. (laughs) 11 points for Stephen King. Well done. Um, Overall leader is Adam Darlington with 302. Uh, round 37 so yesterday's was won by Adam Laver with 12 points now that 12 points was massively impressive because a lot of people were scoring low figures I mean I only scored two myself Um, Freddie actually didn't score any so sorry Freddie so 12 points was massive Um, Mm -hmm. Adam Darlington actually scored zero the league leader but he still hangs on to his lead on 302 points so it's getting close getting close Uh, Kevin fantasy football from midweek
1: yeah so I mean the game week actually is still underway uh, the, there's a Liverpool West Ham match isn't it, to round it off it's a double game week for Liverpool a lot of, uh, a lot of players have taken advantage of that John Bailey still top of our podcasters league um, although he's chosen to triple captain Mane which kind of backfired when he came off injured um, I've triple captain Trent so I'm kind of hoping for something wonderful against West Ham but yeah slowly closing on, I've got 55 points for the week um, again my my bench again Jimenez and Traore um, got yeah and assist there um, but yeah other than that not amazing good that I have Stevenson because um, yeah I'm really enjoying having him in the squad um, 19 points so far this week for you mm. yeah mm-hmm. um Rashford still in there
2: mm, I have since taken him out I um, I was too late to be honest uh, I forgot if I'm honest I, I completely forgot and then Wednesday morning I woke up and thought oh, I haven't done my team and I've noticed that I've got Vardy and, and Rashford in my team and I thought Christ I'm going to have to make some substitutions so I did make some transfers but I was too late for it this week So.
1: Yeah um, it's been quite a low average point so far this week I think maybe a lot of people have put all their eggs in the Liverpool basket so, yeah, you're, um, you've slipped a little bit to 44th in the league. Um, I, unbelievably, you've jumped up to 17th. Um, but, yeah, still, uh, same top three. Steve McCulloch uh, in Roughly Trust. You, Lucy, Hynes, Chamberdean, Dream Believers. Oh, actually, Jamie Thorpe slipped to 4th, and we've got a new third place. Prowsky's Perfection, Jack Hobby.
2: Jack Hobby, yeah, 35 mm. points this week, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, Kevin... Do you have mm-hmm. a Russian phrase this week? do,
1: I All do. Right. I wanted to talk about uh, my favourite player from a Crystal Palace match. Is um, it like, uh, who's, the, who's the bread man?
2: Uh, that's Artem Panarin.
1: Panarin, yeah, because there's a, isn't there, um, like a, it's called Panarin. Yeah. Bakeries or something. So yeah, it's a similar reason here. Um, in Russia and definitely in our households. Um, Nathan Redmond is known as the, the rice cooker
0: <laughs>
1: because there's a the popular brand of uh, consumer electronics called uh, Redmond. So, yeah, uh, the Russian for that is Multivarka.
2: Multivarka?
1: Yeah, Multivarka. Multivarka. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Uh, Nathan, the rice cooker, Redmond.
2: Brilliant, okay. Right, uh, next week we have the Liverpool game to discuss and um, joining us there will be Luke Osman. So that would be, that'll be a good one. we have been looking forward to speaking to him for a while.
0: Mm.
2: Uh, until then, up the Saints. Stop up
0: the Saints. The Saints.